start. Birdie on a par four, three strikes, you're out. Current sports topic, what my boys are about. Harper or Machado, Prescott or Wentz. All up for the discussion with Vega and Lentz. Wins and losses, misses and makes. Sport levels get you fixed right here on Three Takes. You're listening to the Three Takes Podcast with Scott Lentz and Javier Vega. Welcome to the Three Takes Podcast, episode five. My name's Javier, and I'm here with Scott. What's going on, Scott? Doing good, man. How do you like that new uh, that new intro? Oh, it's awesome. The intro's great. Uh, shout out to your homeboy who took care of us on that. Um, yeah, you'll hear that. Uh, it, it's going to be on on every every episode from going forward. So yeah. it's definitely it's a little quirky, but it, I like it. It's fun. Um, the uh, the line of Dak and Wentz and. <laughs> That, it was, it it was the kind of low hanging fruit that you would come to expect from us. Is is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 ha- It's a shout out to my 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 best friend, best man, Rob Staley, singer songwriter, um, rapper producer, extraordinaire. <laughs> He's basically Kanye. Uh, but it, it for that that lovely tune that I hope you enjoyed as much as we did. But Javi, dreams were shattered yesterday for me. I don't know for you, but for me at least. And 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 I think I can speak for all of us in, in Philadelphia that uh, the dream that never was and that never will be of a outfield of Bryce Harper and Mike Trout in Citizens Bank Park uh, will not be happening. I think that's safe to say, barring something... Really strange and weird, but Mike Trout signs an extension to remain in Los Angeles of Anaheim or whatever the hell it is for, I guess, the remainder of his career. And uh, and that's that. Yeah, I woke up to the text from you and then all the alerts on my phone of Mike Trout's uh impending 12 year 430 million dollar deal um 400 first off congrats to congrats to mike on that that's pretty damn awesome that's a lot of cheddar uh secondly what are the angels going to do around him that would be my next question. oh nothing you have otani you have mike trout and this is gonna be wasted no i mean they still got another then, what five years the... of pujols that they've got to pay um i don't know i don't know what their what their general plan is like what they're really building around they have it I guess an okay farm system. I have to look up what they're what they're ranked at. I think they're ranked relatively high, um, but I, I don't I don't know. It's it's nothing that's going to happen soon. I can I can tell you that much. But they I mean they had to they had to, you can't let yeah the best player in the game right now who could conceivably end up being one of the best all time. Um, yeah. You know that's a that's I mean, a he's on pace tough, for it. So. Yeah, it's a tough uh, that's a tough place to crack, tough list to crack in baseball, um, just with the amount of errors that you have going across there. But you know you can't you can't let that dude get away. So I, I, I you know, props to the Angels. They they spend money. You know, there's no for a team that really hasn't been that relevant since probably 2002 was the last time they won it. So, um, mm-hmm. you know they 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 haven't done a lot since. Um, the last time I remember them being relevant was 2009 with uh, John Lackey 
uh, one of my favorite postseason moments with the uh, <laughs> Socha's coming out to take the ball from him. Uh, I believe it was game <laughs> five or game six against the Yankees. You probably remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he told him to just, go back to it, the dugout. This is mine. You can see him. This is mine. <laughs> and I, I love that. I love fiery pitchers like that um, that want to go the whole game. So that was one of my favorite moments. But that's about the last time I remember the Angels really being uh, that that relevant in baseball. So you got to put some. You can't. You're going to lock up the best player in the game for 12 years for the, his entire career, which is a good thing. But yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to put around him. I really, I don't, I don't know what their what their general plan is um, to do that. So, but he he likes it. He likes he he's not the guy that seeks out the limelight. You know, that's 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 no, Harper's he's, he's pretty quiet. thing, you know, so Harper, you know, they were on the cover of um, I think Baseball America. I forget what uh, what publication that was today, but, you know, the Hoskins and Harper and Nola and, and uh, Romuto, um of being that new the new Phillies uh, top four. And, uh, you know, that that's Bryce Harper's thing. That's that's not Trout's thing. And maybe that was something. I, I somebody said like oh obviously Trout doesn't want to play in Philly and I don't think that's that was the motivation, you know it was just he's comfortable in Anaheim he likes being a part of that organization and it's the organization he's known for his career and and that's just where he wants to stay and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, I don't think anybody in Philly is you know there's there's this definitely disappointment uh, in in Philly a little bit but uh, you know what what are you gonna do? No, I mean it's for for Mike to stay in LA. You know they they lock him up. And they they have Otani. Now it's time they have to put some stuff around them. I'm just looking over a few things. Um, they've been consistently over 75 wins the last nine seasons. So it's not like they're super. They're not terrible. You know they from what it looks like they would have a winning record over the last nine years. It's just a matter of they run into the worst possible teams like. 2014, they ran into that buzzsaw, the Royals. 2009, they lost to the Yankees. Um, and besides that, they haven't made the playoffs. Um, even with the second wildcard spot, they're missing the playoffs. Um, last season, they were 80 and 82. 2017, 80 and 82. So signing Trout to a 12-year contract will mean nothing if they don't add pieces or, or get better. And Socia retired, so... Um, the next coach has a or manager has a huge, huge shoes to fill. Um, considering all his success, you, you know, all granted his later part of his uh, time in LA wasn't as successful, but he still was a successful coach. In my opinion, um, they got to do something, especially in that AL West. Um, just looking at the angels roster. I mean, I mean, nothing here scares me besides trout. <laughs> I can't, I can't um, name you one pitcher outside of, uh, Otani. And yeah, and he's not even a full time pitcher because he no he's, DHs the he's other, part-time. He's the not half, gonna so he's it's... not gonna stay there because you just you can't you can't do both. You just you're not in the modern no. game. You're not gonna be able to to your body's just not gonna be able to handle that. <clears throat> do you know how this extension works? Does it start now? No, it's a it's or a does ten, it start at the end of his twenty twenty? Yeah, it's year. technically a ten year three hundred and sixty million dollar extension. Okay, so okay, it is. I'm looking at it is contract, still adding because he signed a six-year, hundred and forty-four, yeah, million-dollar extension four years ago, I believe it was. Uh, so we still got two years left on that. So it's it's just tacking on an extra 
360 and 10 years onto that. So uh, 10 years, 430 million is, is kind of a valuation. It's not really what the contract was, but it's still, oh, okay. that's a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that puts him, that puts him playing until 2031 and he'd be 39 years old. Yeah. Um, is he going to, well, it's the the day, 20, uh, is he going to fulfill that contract? It'll be 2030. So I, I guess if you want to say there is hope, because Bryce Harper's 13-year contract runs through 2031. Uh, Trouts is up in 2030. <laughs> so you could say they, there's still a chance that they could both play in Philadelphia for one year <laughs> when they're both old as hell. Um, you know, who knows? <laughs> I what do you do you foresee you, a, do you do you foresee a trade here in I gave it I gave it five years before they make a move. I, I don't know. It it's um there's a no trade clause, which is kind of a formality because he's gonna have ten and five rights in three years anyway. Um mm-hmm. so he could have always, you know, it, it's he's just buying himself three years of a no trade. Um you know, I don't I don't think that would come from Trout. Um, you know, obviously they haven't won anything. If he's not fed up with the team now, I don't know when he would. So I, I don't I don't foresee him requesting a trade. Uh if it comes to a point where the Angels have nothing left, where the only way they could possibly gain anything in a rebuild is to trade Trout, maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, with that salary, what are you really going to get back in terms of prospects? They would have to eat a lot of that money to get anything back um, from anybody, you know, if it's Philly or if it's anybody. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't foresee a scenario where that happens. But, you know, stranger things like you mentioned, John Collar Stanton has, you know, he got traded with his giant three hundred twenty five million dollar contract. Um, but. That was a little bit different scenario. That was a new ownership group coming in, uh, just kind of wanting to clean the slate and start over. Uh, and that was a gift to the Yankees. That was not, yeah. you know, that's that's not that is not going to be the norm where these players get uh, get traded like that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how long these these long term deals are gonna are gonna keep coming be handed out. Um, with Mike Trout, I, I I can see them trading him in five six years, like he's, because of the rebuild. They haven't, they still have to compete in that AL West, um, and just having Otani and Trout and nothing else really isn't you know isn't going to put them over the hump and get them that second wild card spot because they've missed it the last three four years. Right. So I mean I don't unless they're gonna I don't know I don't see how they get exponentially better by just giving Trout this humongous deal, of course, to mm-hmm. to and lock him up. Um, and keep their uh, I mean, it's prize that, possession it's for in the house, fan base. It's uh, yeah, it's not a bad move. You know, you've got the best player in the game. Yeah, lock him up. You know, start there. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a game where the best players don't necessarily ever win anything. You know, it's uh, Barry Bonds never won anything. Um, Griffey never won anything. You know, there's a lot. You can go down a list of a lot of all-time great major league players that never don't have a ring you know that's this is not how the game goes so you know i griffey was so close so close he was so close a couple of times but you know the just never really got there i think barry bonds playing in one world series 
um, you know. He, uh, yeah, and then was the Angels one when they played against the Angels. Yeah, they lost the Angels. So, yeah, um, if he'd stuck around a few more years to uh, 2010, he might have he might have been there for one. But uh, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. I I don't. It's it it. I think it's it's a good thing. Um, maybe not a good thing because everybody in Philly would have loved to have Trout on the team, but it's realistically it was not that feasible to have two players of that type of albatross contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, four hundred thirty, three hundred thirty. That would have been over three quarters of a billion dollars invested in two players over a, a lot over of money. A decade. I don't know what else you would have done. Um. You know, it would have been a move for the fans, a very expensive move for the fans' uh, sake. And obviously having those two players is is pretty good. But, um, you know, now they don't have to spend the next two years thinking, ah, oh, we're going to go get Trout in two years. You know, because there, there was a consensus around Philly, like when the, the Bryce Harper negotiations were really dragging, a lot of people were saying, like, just forget it. Just, just walk away, pull the offer, we'll get Mike Trout in two years. That was what I was saying. And I, it was a lot of people were saying. And this goes to show that how you can't bank on that kind of stuff. And I even said to some people, like, you, you don't know Trout's going to hit the market. The Angels could lock him up. The Angels, you know, every every time you mention, hey, he might go to Philly, you know, this might have been just a move that the Angels made just because Harper said something. Like Harper <laughs> mentioned by name. Hey, I think we even said it on the pod, like every time he says something it makes it more likely that the Angels offer him a lot of money to stay. And, yeah. and that's what they did. And, you know, who knows what the motivation was for that. But, you know, now it's just it's off the table. It's not there. Philly can focus. It's Bryce Harper. It's Reese Hoskins. It's JT Romuto. It's Cesar Hernandez. It's it's these guys, this team, Aaron Nola anchoring that rotation. Uh, and that's this is the team that's going to go. The window is starting and that's what is it for Philly. And they don't have to worry about thinking maybe we're going to get trout maybe we're not going to get trout it just removes <laughs> that off of the table for the next 2 years and i think that's a good thing for them because it it's going to keep them focused because now it's you know here we are um as far as the rest of the league goes i i think it's a good thing because it's you know, it's it's good when players stay where they are it's it's uh you yeah. don't want it like it's not the nba yeah it's not the nba uh and it's i, I think it's starting a trend you know uh, Arenado re-signed with his current team with the Rockies for 260, what it was. Yeah, um, it was a lot too. Yeah, the, eight years. Shortly after this, the Astros re-upped uh, Bregman for six years, 100 million. Um, even even um, the White Sox gave uh, their their top prospect Eloy Jimenez um, eight years and I think 42 million guaranteed. Could be up to about 80 million uh in incentives that he hasn't played a, a, an inning he hasn't seen a pitch in the major leagues and he gets that <laughs> that kind of deal i mean if if it if it helps players lock up deals with their current teams you know without doing arbitration without you know all of this uh this thing that that seems to be annoying a lot of players i think that's a good thing you know yeah. it's it's good for the players it's good for the league it's um you know there's less to talk about cuz people tend to like talking about free agency but i think if it's more of a trade market than a free agent market because you know you you look at what bryce harper and manny machado went through this year i think a lot of players looked at that and be like man i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't want to yeah, sit around for months just... waiting to get a job you know yeah. i i if i'm i'm here i like it here i'm going to go to this team right now and be like look re-up me i 
you know, we'll take if it's less money, it's less money. But you know, it it's it's uh it's just to keep the aggravation for Harry Nutt. And and you know, Bryce ended up where he wanted to be. He he's for all in, in indications, he he seems to be really happy being in Philly. So he eventually got what he wanted, and, and Manny doesn't seem to be upset about playing in San Diego. So, you know, at the yeah, end of the no. day, they all got what they sort of wanted. But, um, you know, I, I don't mind that because trades are more interesting to talk about for me anyway. I think it's just it's kind of interesting to match up different players and, and what those sorts of things might happen. It's a little bit there's a it, it levels the playing field a little more so it's it's not you're just talking about five teams that are willing to spend money because that was the whole thing we talked about right it was it was there's only a few teams willing to spend that kind of money for free agents yeah you know that there was only why is it or a, just on their own players yeah. why is it only philly la and san francisco that are bidding for this guy you know he's a good player and and who knows what would happen yeah. with arenado and um and, and, and trout, but you know, there's, there's only a few teams willing to spend that kind of money. It kind of limits that, uh, that playing field. And it's not as interesting to talk about, but when it comes to trades, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that have talented prospects that they can trade for good players. You know, that gives, mm-hmm. that gives the A's a fighting chance that gives the Rays. And I know that rhymes and I didn't mean for that to happen, but <laughs> you know, that <laughs> that's what it was. But just to put it in perspective, if you count up Trout's extension, uh, the total valuation of it, Bryce Harper's <laughs> contract, Manny Machado's contract, Arenado's contract, that is $1.32 billion with a B. Yeah. Four players this year in the last, you know, just month and a half. Uh, whoever long it goes back That's to that. Crazy money. To put that in perspective, crazy, the, crazy the Tampa Bay Rays in their entire existence 21 seasons have paid 1.1 billion in player contracts and they've had some really good talent and they've had some good teams <laughs> but in 20- they were in the world series in 08 yeah. like but the Tampa 1.1 billion over 21 years 1.32 billion in 1 month that's <laughs> You know, that's that's how much money. Tell that to Kyler Murray is all I got to say. <laughs> you still want to play football, Kyler? You still want to go for that? I think he wants to play football and he's going to go number I one. I just don't think and... he was confident in his baseball skills. I think he was worried about his... Uh, it, and with the Rays, it just proves... It goes back to the whole thing we were talking about with teams they don't want to pay. Like, you had Evan Longoria, David Price, and you didn't pay these guys. It doesn't make Chris sense. Chris Archer. Yeah, Chris Archer's another yeah. one. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You got three guys that could have, you know, David Price is still pitching well. Yeah, he has his moments in the playoffs. Yeah. Chris Archer's very solid. Um, Evan Longoria, he's at the end of his career, but even still, he should have paid, the, broke the man off, and he would have kept him there. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how these teams do that. You know, the pi- like I, I get into a conversation with my Pirates buddies, and they're like, look at all this money, but the Pirates don't have this money. Yes, the Pirates have this money. It's just a matter of spending it. They don't want to spend it. They keep all their revenue shares to themselves, and they don't invest in a team outside of their stadium. That's what they do, and that's what happens with a lot of baseball teams. So you only have your normal eight to ten teams that are always competing for a playoff spot. You know, yeah, you have your money ball team in Oakland who will start a relief pitcher and they win, you know, winner go home playoff game, and then wonder why they're never successful. But that doesn't, you know, that just it's really really weird 
um, how these baseball teams do that, and their their fan bases are either okay with it or they just don't they don't speak up enough to you know have it acknowledged. It's just it's really dumb. Yeah, I don't I don't understand yeah. it. Well, I I you think know, the knock on the Yankees is always like it's just crazy. The knock on the Yankees, you guys buy your World Series? No, they really don't. They just they pay the players who they've brought up in their farm systems. Like yeah. most of their World Series come from guys that came from their farm system, but at the same time they pay they the players one that or had. two. They've got a mix. I give them the 09 one. The 09 yeah, they, purchase. That's a purchase World Series. <laughs> They've bought a couple, but yes, they, they get, that, the nineties the nineties run was a legitimate team run. Oh yeah. Uh, then once you got into the two thousands, they were just I, they were just struggling to keep it together. You know, so they were, they were trying yeah, they were they're a lot of their core players, you know, Bernie was getting older, uh Scott Brocious was gone. Um Chuck Knobloch was yeah, gone. Yeah, Knobloch was good. Well, he was a, a a trade, but uh you know, they you still got Yeah, I mean they they were just trying to keep that going as long as they could. So they ended up buying a lot of a lot of talent. Roger Clemens, you know, that they Jason that they Giambi. brought over Giambi, you know, they were just Mike trying Teixeira. to Yeah. Yeah, so they had they had they had they they made they made some purchases there for that 09 one. Oh yeah. But you know, it's still it's these teams they need to do something. They baseball needs to interject and like you said a couple weeks ago, have a baseline or a base salary cap. Like right. the minimum you have to spend each year has to be within uh, a certain percentage. I think it's the NFL. Of whatever it is. is it the NFL that's um, experimenting with the three-year seal or three-year salary floor? No, it's, they're not experimenting. That's actually in place. It's well, a I know it's floor. I know it's in place, but it's like something they're like, well, we might get rid of this if it doesn't work. But yeah, it's like a three-year average floor or something like that, or four-year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a four-year. You have to spend eighty-nine percent of your of your cap space right. within four yeah. years, and you can roll over some of that cap space, but they want you to spend at the very least eighty-nine percent of it. So right. most teams are right around that threshold, anyways, because of the salary cap and the way these contracts are set up. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, baseball should do the same. You know, force these teams to spend some money and make their teams better, and you not know, having the same team in last place every year. You know, yeah. like the it's just, it just it's annoying to watch sometimes. I like to see other teams play. Of course, I like my Yankees winning, but I do like to see other teams be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like what the Rockies are doing. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Um, which brings us to the other topic we're talking about. You know, players coming home. Everyone, you said Mike Trout. All the Phillies fans are like, oh, we're going to get Mike Trout. We're getting Mike Trout. He wants to come home. Mm-hmm. But like you said, how many, how often do these guys come home? Right. It makes no sense. It, 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 and it's, it's the most common theme among any free agent in any sport, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, you know, hockey. They obviously can't go home because none of them are from America, but they, you know, it, it's, it's always like they, oh, Mike Trout wants to play in Philly. Look at him. He goes to Eagles games. He's friends with Zach Ertz. He wa- he obviously <laughs> wants to play in Philly. Like yeah, he has season tickets now. <laughs> when he plays for the Angels, like it's not there's nowhere to go up from there. Like he's it's not like he's going to get more season tickets if he plays in Philly. It's like he's already willing to make the commute from LA <laughs> to come and watch the Eagles games. Like it's not like he's going to buy a, a house on 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 Broad Street. And and no. you know go to go to the, like it does it doesn't make any sense you know like the only player I know of ever to, to do it is LeBron, and you know there was there was a lot of story behind that because he had originally played for Cleveland like if he had never if he had been drafted by Milwaukee, 
you know, first and, and then went to Miami and then, you know, maybe made his way back to Cleveland. Then you could kind of say it, but it's, you know, he, he went back to the franchise he was with before. So that's, that's a little bit, but every time there's a big free agent out there, everybody always, even with Bryce Harper, uh, he's a West coast guy. He's from Vegas. He obviously wants to play on the West coast. He wants to, he's going to play for LA or he's going to play for San Francisco. Cause they just he likes the West coast better. And it's just, it's going to happen because that's, that's the way it goes. And he obviously wants to do that. Oh, Wait, he signed a $330 million contract with Philly. <laughs> like, it just, it, yeah. I don't understand why that the theory has been proven wrong time and time and time again of these players not going anywhere near where they're from. <laughs> you know, it's not just like, you know, Manny Machado's from Miami. He wasn't going to go play for the Marlins. You know, he, he played no. for San Diego. He, you, Completely yeah, you, opposite you can't get much right. further away from Miami than that. Like these guys, it's not like they, they have an off season where they can go home. You know, sometimes they, they like going to other places. There was the, the thread with, with Manny Machado, even before he was a free agent was that, ah, he really wants to go to Philly because, you know, Matt Klintak was there and any McPhail were there in Baltimore when he was drafted. Who cares? Like, <laughs> like what? Why do people attach so much meaning to that? It doesn't make any sense to me, Javi. No, it, it doesn't. The only here's a name for you, Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, he was born in Pennsylvania, but he did move to Cincinnati when he was six because his dad played for the Reds. Right. He did go to the Reds in free agency. And how'd that work so out for him? That may count. Well, no, of course it didn't work <laughs> out well. He, his wrist was always broken. Yeah. He made a whole bunch of money, and then he went back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle to finish his career, but you know, there's that's one, but I don't. You, you can you consider that a hometown? Yeah. I mean, he was there when he was six, but I guess you can consider that um, maybe. And the other, I'll, I'll give the you only that. other one that it's comes not, to it's mind. It's not that it's impossible. I mean, everybody's different. Some players may legitimately want to go home, home, quote unquote, <laughs> or or whatever. But it, it there's such a low uh, percentage of of that actually happening. That it's not like every player that ever hits free agency signs with the hometown team. It just doesn't yeah. happen that much. That it's just the the level at which it happens versus the level at which people say it's going to happen. There's such a, a you know disconnect between that that it's it's so like I roll my eyes every time I see it happen. Be like ah, he wants to come home. No, he doesn't. He wants money. Yeah, like you said, it usually doesn't work. Like. Marshawn went back to Oakland. Jabari Parker went back to Chicago. Um, you know, D Wade went to Chicago. It it usually doesn't yeah, work. And yeah, it's it's not often. Can it happen? It. Sure, but I mean, and then you got guys who who've come out and said they don't want to go back to hometowns. Like Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to DC. Anthony Davis doesn't want to go to Chicago. You know, it just it just is how it is what it is, you know, going home adds extra pressure too. Right. you know, you are the, you're the hometown kid. Like perfect example is D Rose. Look at all that pressure he had on him. Yeah. In Chicago. Right. He was born and raised Chicago. Bulls fan all his life. He becomes a bull, wins rookie of the year, gets an MVP, tears his ACL and never really plays for the Bulls again. He plays one more year, one more, almost full season. And he gets really, you know, he gets traded off to the Knicks. So, you know, it, it just, Sometimes it doesn't work out. That extra pressure yeah. of being the hometown kid can add yeah. up. And Mike Trout would have had a lot of pressure in Philadelphia, that's for sure. Um, especially if the roster continued to improve in Philly and then you bring in a bat like Mike Trout. And it's just like, whoa, here's, the expectations could be too high, too much pressure. You know, There's a lot of buzz in Philadelphia with the Eagles, Sixers, 
And then if the Phillies were to do that in two years, add Mike Trout. But that's off the table right now. But that's a lot of pressure for anybody, I think. Yeah. And and he's always enjoyed his relative unobtrusiveness of playing in for the Angels. You know, there's there's he's he's widely regarded and, and acknowledged as the best player in the game, but he's not talked about at the level of like a LeBron is or Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, those those guys, sport, yeah. the guys that are considered the best in their relative sports, you know, they get they're talked about every single day. And in baseball, yeah, and, and to a to a fault. But in, in baseball, everybody's like, yeah, he's the best. But, you know, he's cool. Let him go do his thing. <laughs> you know, let him do his thing. But you take him <laughs> in Philly and you put him next to Bryce Harper and all of a sudden they're a dream team. You know, now that, that adds so much to it. And I, I can't I can't blame him for not wanting to go into that kind of buzz off. That's not his personality. Like, you know, there like you said, there is a lot of pressure in that. Like, you know, Philly fans are going to. How would they ever settle for anything less than a championship every year? Yeah, with both it, it those be, guys. That's too much. Yeah. That's way too much pressure. Um, three, I mean, three, I, I three Pete or bust. Javi. Yeah, and that's where we're at. Because if he don't get bounced in the NLDS, you yeah. know that's the end of the world. Right. It, it's just um, it's not how baseball works. It's, pretty, and it's just it, it, it's a lot. So I can't I can't. Yeah. Blame but now at least it's over. Now we can just go. Okay. Nobody has to worry about this. There's no looming free agency coming. He's not going to have to answer the questions like Katie's been answering all year that LeBron was answering the, the last year that he played in Cleveland the first time around. Like, ah, where are you going to go? Of that sort of thing. And it, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, now we can just, now we can just get the baseball. And that's what's really matters. Right yeah. Now. We're eight days away from opening day. So can't wait. Bart Scott, I'm pretty can't wait. excited. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready. some Yankees baseball. Yeah. Well, I've been watching some Philly stuff on MLB Network because I didn't want to pay for Comcast, well, but I've yeah, been watching. That's, that's... I, I caught the uh, the Harper got hit in the ankle. Uh, oh, I saw that. And, uh, Talk about because they had it on replay. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think um, Philadelphia breathed for about two days. I think everyone was no, holding their breath you, for a couple you, of days. I didn't either. I was like, oh, my God, Scott's going to be like, pissed. Are you – I, you remember my text message that came mm-hmm. immediately after that. Some asshat threw at his ankle. Yeah, we're not going to – the now and – the once and future Walmart greeter uh, pitcher that, that throws at his ankle. That's, that's, that's you know, that's preseason for you. That's uh, – you're always worried in the NFL. That's why NFL – starters only play like one series because you don't want some you know seventh string corner who's trying to make the team and trying to be a gym class hero uh going and taking out your your top star uh and you don't want some guy who's trying to hit 99 on the gun (laughs) you know trying to make the team uh who overthrows it and hits bryce harper in the ankle and thank goodness Everything's fine, but that could have been absolutely disastrous. And it's just, oh, so glad that we avoided that. <laughs> but did you, uh, are you getting opening day tickets? Are you going to Philly or what? what are you doing? No, you no, no, no. I'm, I, I can't go to opening day. Um, we'll get some tickets. It's so hard having the little one. Um, we took yeah. him last year to a couple of games. And uh, I mean, he he wants to walk around. You know, he, he's not a sit still and 
and watch something that he doesn't understand kind of thing. He doesn't understand. He wants to move. So we'll probably get to a game at some point in the summer. I don't think opening day is the right spot, but I, we took him last year. In, uh, it was a weekend before Father's Day. My wife got me tickets um, for that, and it was fun. But Reese Hoskins, it was his first game back after he um, hurt his jaw. He mm-hmm. broke his jaw on that one pitch, and he came back, and he had the Darth Vader hel- or the, the Magneto helmet, which was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was first game back, and he hit, he hit a dinger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the crowd erupted, and my son did not like that at all. <laughs> he was very <laughs> upset by the crowd noise. Um, so he, it'd be a little better with it, you know, this year. But we'll get there. Uh, probably not opening day, but I definitely will have it uh, on TV. But they're going to go NOLA day one. Pavetta is going to pitch uh, the second game, and then they've got Arietta uh, in the third slot because it's Sunday night baseball. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Phillies Braves, uh, ESPN Sunday night baseball. So that'll be a, a fun game to watch. It'll be a fun opening weekend. I don't know what Harper's going to have because he he kind of said at the beginning like he needs his forty to forty five at bats uh, to really get ready, and I think he's only had about twenty uh, to this Most point. Guys are like that so though, too. you know, it, it, I don't know. He he might start slow. He had his first hit in spring training today. Um, yeah, which was uh, who cares? But you know, <laughs> that's that's fun. Um, so I'm excited. It's the first time I'm excited for Philly baseball uh, since probably 2012. So it's uh, it's nice. But I mean, yeah. yeah. So transitioning yeah. from uh, baseball players who are making lots and lots and lots of money uh, <laughs> to basketball players who are making no money at all. Uh, well, we all bet on the. Well, we all bet some some serious <laughs> entertainment on uh, on these guys, these kids. Um, March Madness is upon us, Javi. Games start yeah. tomorrow, today. Whenever you're listening to this, Thursday. Uh, the NCAA tournament is here, Javi. I think we owe it to all of our fans to go through this entire bracket. <laughs> and determine who will win the NCAA championship. What do you say? Sure. Uh, real quick, though, the first four in or the play-in mm-hmm. games, Arizona State yeah. beat San- yep. St. John's today. That was not even a competition I saw. I was uh, surprised by that. Okay. But reading what I read on St. John's, you know, it's been a rough year for them. I don't care. Um, I'm on the Buffalo train. So you're on it, the Buffalo you know, train. It could be a high school team for all that matters. I'd you know whatever. And then they could play the Cleveland the, Cavaliers, uh, for all I care. <laughs> the uh, North Dakota Carson Wentz's won by four against NC Central. Yeah, who who do they get um, to play? So uh, that may change my bracket a little bit. They get but to, I did one on, the, on ESPN. But uh-huh. um, they get to play Duke. That's cool. Oh well, never never mind. That's <laughs> over. Yeah, I mean, I had them. I had them. I had Duke, obviously, winning their one in sixteen. Uh, hey, spoiler yeah. alert! <laughs> We're not even there yet. One in sixteen. It's not really. That's not often. It's not not like Lehigh's in this one. Lehigh's not playing this year. No, Lehigh's so. not playing uh, this year. CJ McCollum, no, shout out no to one's, CJ. No one's playing spoiler uh, this year uh, for Duke, at least not in the first round. Uh, but who knows? You know, there's precedent now. There is now precedent for a sixteen beating a one. This is the first year we can say that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we got to start in the East, uh, where yeah. where Duke uh, reigns supreme. This is a bit of a like Duke has a relatively 
manageable schedule uh, up until the Elite Eight. Through. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're either going to play UCF or VCU, and then they're probably going to end up with, at best, Virginia Tech mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, Sweet 16. So the uh, first two, three rounds are, are just absolutely winnable for a team like Duke. It's obviously going to depend on health. Zion looks good, obviously, in the ACC tournament. He, he looks very he, he looked, good. He looks very, very good. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, barring anything catastrophic or, or something just completely un, unprecedented, I don't I don't foresee anything too um, confusing happening in, in that side. So, obviously, I've got Duke winning over, I guess, North Dakota um, as they won today. Uh, VCU-UCF, that seems like a pretty tough... You know, I'm going to do my best. I did my research. to. I'm going to try to sound intelligible on college basketball. I obviously am not an expert in, in any sense, but um, I, I definitely sat around looking around um, the uh, the trolls of the Internet to try to figure out what <laughs> these teams were doing here. Uh, I've got UCF pulling the slight upset over there. I, how, how do you feel about that that matchup? Uh yeah, I had I had uh UCF also winning that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of have these 8 and 9s are such a coin flip, you know, when you get an 8 and 9. Um I'm going on a limb. 7 and 10s and things like that. Picking it's the 9 over super... the 8 upset. I really I'm, yeah. I'm going good, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> um VCU doesn't have a ton to to go on. I mean, they beat Temple, they beat Wichita State, they beat Hofstra, Texas, you know, they, they, they've got, they have some decent that to go off of, but you know, the UCF there's dude, there's some interesting names in this, uh, in this tournament. There's taco fall of UCF, <laughs> 11 points per game, seven and a half rebounds, uh, two and a half blocks. That's, that's pretty decent for college. Um, yeah. but you know, the, the tournament is built on star power and I've, we're going to say that a lot in, in this here, but um, you know, if you've got somebody that that can carry your team, you can get a couple of wins off of that alone. And every once in a while, we get like a Kemba Walker that's just going to carry your team all the way to the end. Um, I don't know that somebody named Taco is that person. I I can't imagine uh, Dick Vitale saying Taco Fall <laughs> more than maybe one or two times. Uh, in the course of a of a tournament season, but you know who knows? Who knows? There's Over anything can happen. In, how many in, times is he going to say pandemonium in this tournament? Oh, over under on that is about five thousand. It's got to be <laughs> on that high. on that He's... sense. But you know, I've got UCF. How old is Dick Vitale? Uh, at least ninety four. Um, Jesus, but Christ. I don't He's know. Been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Moving on, Mississippi Liberty. A lot of people are picking Liberty to go over Mississippi yeah. State here. I, I don't know how you feel. I'm I'm gonna go with it because I don't think it matters. You know, I, I think Virginia Tech's gonna beat whoever um whoever they play. Whoever yeah. they play. So I I'm picking the upset just because who cares? I'm not losing a whole lot if yeah. I'm wrong. But you know that's I'm taking the Liberty one too. Yeah, that seems to be the hot the hot pick there same thing with maryland and uh i guess it's gonna be belmont belmont yeah mm-hmm. so maryland belmont I, belmont looks pretty good i i guess that could be an interesting mashup i still i have maryland um that's another one that i've seen a lot of people 
uh, picking the upset on. Um, same thing with LSU. Like everybody is so down on LSU because of the coaching situation. Yeah. Have are, are, are you? Do you feel the same way? I, I don't know. The, the, the coach is going to be out. Um, I mean, it matters, you know, especially. It, I, don't, I mean, does it? I'm in the mind. If your coaching situation is a little shaky, things can change. Yeah. Um, who's the interim coach at LSU right now? Tony Benford. Is gonna, wasn't he, the, yeah. he was the bench coach. Yeah, wasn't he? so he was a bench coach. So, I mean, He's come not in. much. Not much should change. It should be okay. Yeah, um, I mean, they're they're a three seed for a reason. They've got talent on that team. It's not like they're going to be coachless. You know, Javante Smart's back in eleven and a half per game. Um, you know they've they've got good players on that team, and I don't. You know they're playing Yale. It's you yeah. know that it's a it, <laughs> Ivy League. I think has four total wins in the NCAA tournament all time. Um, Yale is one and one in in those games. So it's it's like. <laughs> Yes, it's a talent. You know, Yale has some talent. They 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 obviously won. Um, you know, they're Ivy League, but it, it's you know it's a three over fourteen. It's it's a tough matchup for anybody. LSU's still talented. I think they get past the first round. Maybe that comes becomes a factor if they if they face Maryland in the round of thirty two. Um, yeah. You know, I, I but I just don't see LSU losing that first game. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, Yale doesn't. Yale doesn't do it for me. LSU, you know, they they got a little more more athletes on that team. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean LSU in that one. Um, LSU versus Belmont. That should mm-hmm. be an interesting matchup. Um, but you know, again, it could also be a factor of coaching. But you know, we'll have to see when that when the time comes. Mm-hmm. So you're um, going. So you're you're taking Belmont over Maryland. Yeah, okay. and I'm taking LSU over Yale. Okay, you're picking. So I think the... we're pretty much even on our on our picks here. I'm taking Maryland. I, I, you know, I, I'm, okay, I'll, go, I'll go chalk on that. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I think Minnesota's going to beat Louisville. I think they're on two opposite ends. From everything I'm reading here, I think they're on two different ends of momentum. Louisville's limping in here, and Minnesota is just on a on a bit of a tear. Uh, coming into the tournament here. So I, I think Minnesota is going to beat Louisville. I have Louisville. Okay. I'm just going off pedigree there. It's Louisville. I can never count them out. Patino. Um, it's, um, yeah. I mean, isn't the Patino, isn't his, his son coaches Minnesota anyways, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't live in Minnesota, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a uh, yeah. Richard Patino, he's the coach of the of, of Minnesota. I guess you know, I I can go either way on the Patinos, but I I well, I, that, something about fine. Louisville and, and the tournament is is they always they always keep it interesting. They always mm-hmm. make a run. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Louisville. Yeah. there. I mean, this Minnesota. It just in in a ten day stretch, they beat Purdue twice. Um, co champion with Michigan State of the Big Ten. Uh, a lot of people are saying the Big Ten was the toughest conference this year. I, you know, I'm not sure how you say that over the ACC, but um, I'll take smarter people's word for it when it comes to college basketball. But um, momentum is a lot, and uh, Amir Coffey, when he scores 18 or more points, they are 12 and three. So, I mean, obviously, it's going to have to do a lot with uh, with what he does. But um, you know, I'm taking 
I think I'm going to take the upset on that. Upset Minnesota versus Louisville. And then, let's see, here we got Michigan State. Yeah, at Michigan State Brad, Michigan over State, Bradley. Yeah. I, I don't think that's, that's... going to be much of any. That would probably be one of the bigger surprises if that was the 15-2 upset. Yeah, that would be really big. Out of that. Really, really big surprise. <laughs> so, um, uh, in the East, Duke-UCF. Uh, let's just go through. Let's pick each Final Four. We'll go East Division completely before okay. we move around there. But uh, Duke-UCF, I still, you know, I still don't think Duke hits anything remotely competitive until Michigan State. Yeah, I don't. There's there's just nothing I I can see to do that. So, it's, you know, Zion's a force. If if they can get R.J. Barrett going, it's it's pretty much over. You know, you get those two going. R.J.'s been struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You get those two going in this tournament, it it may just be lights out for everybody. Yeah. And let, it's, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Virginia Tech Liberty. I think we both have that matchup. I think we both took Liberty yeah. mm-hmm. for the upset there. I'm taking Virginia Tech um, Same. to beat that. I don't see Liberty going past uh, round of 32. So uh, I think we're pretty good there. Now is where we differ. Uh, we've got, I've got LSU versus Maryland. You've got LSU versus Belmont. Mm-hmm. So um, do you see? And I got LSU. You got LSU on. moving on. Okay, I've got Maryland moving on. I think that's where LSU falls. Okay. I think LSU will get through the first, but we'll do that. So that's where we're we're going off here. And then we've got Michigan State, Minnesota. Uh, I've got I have Michigan State, Louisville. Yeah, so. I've got Michigan State. I've either way. I I've got Michigan State moving on. Yeah, same here. Okay. I have Michigan State All getting right. to the. Uh, Sweet 16. All right. So moving on to our Sweet 16 in the East, we've got Duke, Virginia Tech. I've obviously got Duke winning. And then uh, I've got Maryland. You've got LSU. I have um, Michigan State beating LSU. Michigan State beating LSU. Okay. So both mm-hmm. we're ending up in the in the Elite Eight with Duke, Michigan State. I've got Duke coming out over Michigan State. I think that's going to that's gonna be the toughest matchup for Duke. Um, yeah, Izzo is is obviously a perennial coach of the year candidate. He's one of the best coaches. Izzo's the man. Yeah, I, it's I, amazing. I, how can you not respect Izzo? So that's Michigan State. They have they have two 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 of the best coaches in football and basketball. It just it's awesome to have that. Mm-hmm. Both 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 uh, programs have great coaches. So you know you can never. Oh yeah, I can never really underestimate under or count those those two programs out football or basketball. Yeah. Michigan State is always good. And I mean, and the uniforms yeah. are pretty dope. Uh, well, sure. Um that obviously plays a major factor in the game. Um You damn right. Yeah. Look good, feel good, play good. Sure. Um So Dion said <laughs> um Cassius Winston is a good player. I mean 41% three-point shooter. Obviously, it's in college. It's a little bit closer to the to the hoop, um, but still, that's that's pretty lights out. He's averaging about 19 points a game. Um, you know, again, star power is the name of the game. Um, they are going to be without Joshua Langford, who uh, mm-hmm. had season-ending foot surgery or a foot injury, rather. Um, they're battling a little bit of injury. I think it's enough to get them to the Elite Eight. I just don't know. It's so hard to pick anything over Duke. Um, crazy things happen, but I've got Duke moving on in uh, what could be a pretty close game for Michigan. So Duke is my Final Four representative out of the East. Uh, do you have any any objection? 
No, I don't have any any objection. But how how much of an upset would it be if they don't make it to the Elite Eight or Final Four? What, I mean, the... as much of an upset as it, you know, probably Kentucky. Uh, what was that? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, they lost to Wisconsin, so that was probably that was a good Wisconsin team. Though. That was a good Wisconsin. Frank Kaminsky was a good uh, a, a good show. Um, yeah. I, upset no a two over one that's not an upset but it's a uh it's as close as you can get at that at that point uh yeah. but i've still got again barring any sort of weird injuries or um just kind of general oddness that happens when you get i mean it's one it's a it's it's a one game thing you know, they're not playing series, they're playing one games. Anything can happen. So obviously there's mm-hmm. a possibility, but if, if Zion is playing well, if RJ Barrett's playing well, if you know, everybody's playing well on Duke that that they're capable of doing, especially what they did in the ACC tournament, that's 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 just a tough team to beat. That North Carolina game was amazing. Yeah. North Carolina Duke game was awesome. Right. They, that's well, well crazy. We'll we'll get there. So yeah. uh so that's it for the East. Let's uh what do you say we go to the West? Let's go. Let's go. A little bit of little bit of West. So we've got number one seed in the West is Gonzaga. Uh, Zags. Yeah. Um, so they're going to play two abbreviations that I don't understand what they are: FDU and PV. We're going to say that uh, Franklin Delano University. Who knows? Franklin Dixon University. Franklin Dixon. <laughs> uh, fart duty. University, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm taking Gonzaga. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. It's uh, fairly Dickinson. Uh, I don't know. Feeling the upset. Darnell Edge, sixteen point four points per game. That's dangerous. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going Gonzaga. Okay. Fine. You go Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga's invested so much you, money in their program. You coward. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> They're, Gonzaga's always so good. It's it's crazy how they get uh-huh. those guys to go to Spokane and play. I've been to Spokane. Spokane's pretty... It's, it's, there's nothing there. It's just it's it's pretty, crazy they get all these guys to go there. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty dope. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can get people to Kansas and Kentucky, you can get people to Spokane. Fair. Um, fair. You know, fair. And, and Durham, North Carolina. Not exactly a hub. <laughs> No, for for most people. All right, so I guess we'll both go Gonzaga. I guess you talked me into it. Uh, Syracuse, Baylor. Now, Syracuse is going to be without a player uh, for the tournament. So that that might be a factor there. I'll still take him over Baylor. Obviously, it's a 9-8. Doesn't really, um, you know, could go either way. Uh, But I'll take Syracuse. The one that I'm interested in is our next matchup, which is Marquette and Murray State. That's going to be the game of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, today, whatever, whenever you're listening, uh, 4.30, I believe that matchup happens. I think that's the the matchup of the, of, of the round, perhaps the entire tournament. But uh, you've got uh, Marcus Howard. Is it Ja? Is it like Ja Rule or is it like Ya? As in German? I think it's for Ja yes. Morant. Ja Morant. 
Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. All right, I would go. I would go. Yeah, yeah, Morant. Like <laughs> yes, Morant. If I were him, <laughs> but I'm not him. He's he's Jaw, Jaw Morant. So I mean, unless he decides to go and uh, promote Fire Festival, um, on that end, I, that that's a tough one to pick too because you know Jaw's probably the the better player. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquette is Mercy plays really good uh, perimeter defense. And I think the difference in the team as far as scoring comes, because there's a lot of defense being touted from everything that I've been, I've been reading. There's a lot of like good defensive teams and, and people talk about defensive teams and that's great, but you got to score to win. Yeah. Uh, Murray state plays good perimeter defense, but Marquette has the three point shooters. And I just, I, I want to pick Marquette. I I'm, I'm going to go with Murray State for the upset because I don't think it matters because I, I don't think either team is going to beat Florida State. But I, I, I'm so interested in that game because it could be – it really could go either way. It's a, it's a closer matchup than the seeding would indicate as a 5-12. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm going to be watching for Ja Morant because they have him mocked a lot in a lot of mocks to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm a Bulls fan, so mm-hmm. we need a point guard. Um, I mean, he's the non uh, he's the non Duke, he's, he's the non Dukey in uh, yeah in the, in the lottery. So he uh, and in the top three at least. Right. Um, By all comparisons, you know they everything I've read on him is you know think John Wall, think Darren Fox, think Russell Westbrook. So I'm be watching closely because the Bulls need something you know a spark plug in that offense in uh, in Chicago. Sure. So I'll be watching six threes sophomore. I'm I'm definitely tuning in for that one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Murray State in that game. Oh yeah, um, that'll be the one because I'm watch. rooting for him. You know, if he's gonna be a future bull, I might as well uh, follow and watch a little bit more Murray State. Could be, but I'll, I'll go with the upset there. Yeah, just cause. I think I think Murray State from everything I've read, Murray State's got a little bit more ath- athleticism on their on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was listening to Bill Simmons earlier today. He was he, he's big on Murray State as well. Mm-hmm. I I trust his basketball acumen. Yeah. Um. So when he yeah. says something about a basketball player, I I start to pay attention. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Murray State's my pick there. Yeah. I, I think the only way Marquette wins is if they get hot from three. If yeah. if all the three point shooters just start getting all hot at the same time and they just start raining threes, I I then I think they're they're gonna go through. But uh, and barring that, I think Murray State's gonna. Uh, gonna take the wraps there, but and that game's on tomorrow at three thirty. Three thirty for you, four thirty for me on the East Coast. Um, TBS baby, tuned in. TBS, I'll I'll be watching. We'll be watching. Um, Florida State, Vermont. Uh, Florida, you know, Florida State. State has uh, the the word long athletes is what I keep reading from from these uh, uh, from these these analysts here. Um, just a lot of length on this team. Um, Vermont, they've got maple syrup. I think that's really cool, but I don't think that's enough to beat Florida <laughs> State. Um, yeah, n- not a lot to go on for that. I, I don't think that one's going to be too much of a competition. I've got Florida State moving on. Same. Okay. I have Florida State on that one. Okay. Uh, and next one is an interesting matchup. Buffalo, and I believe they're going to play Arizona State, which just dominated St. John's. So uh, they're going to play Buffalo. I'm on the Buffalo train. I don't know about you. I am. I am. I've got Buffalo going all the way to lead eight. 
Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Sweet 16. I've got Buffalo making a Sweet 16 appearance. Um, but I've got Buffalo <laughs> moving on here. Are, are you challenging me? Or are you going Arizona State? No, I'm going Buffalo. Oh, okay. Buffalo as well. Okay, um, you're just trolling me. No, no, no. Got it. Uh, I was definitely ro- rolling with Buffalo. Okay. Um, Arizona State just didn't do it do it for me this year. And St. John's, okay. either 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 way it went, I would have went Buffalo. St. John's okay. is going through some stuff for their head coach's brother just passed away uh, from mm. cancer last week. So there's there's some other things going on there. And then Arizona State's kind of been a, been a disappointment. Um, but Buffalo, I'm I'm riding with Buffalo on that one. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. Texas Tech. Okay. I yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of argument. Uh, and that's a that big one. one. A lot of people are, are a lot of people are big on Texas Tech. Yeah, some um, people are, are making a are, run. So yeah, some people got some. Uh, Jared Culver, eighteen and a half points per game, six and a half rebounds. Um, you know he might be a, a high pick in there. So there's got some star power. Um, you know, they played, uh, according to ESPN, they played America's best defense. So, you know, there's, there's again, defense is, is cool. Um, I I still, you gotta be able to score for that. So it's going to come down to whether or not Jarrett Culver is, uh, is able to get it done for them. But I I think they will. I think they're at least going to beat Northern Kentucky. I don't have them advancing over Buffalo. Um, but I, I think they're going to get past Northern Kentucky. So, uh, Nevada and Florida is another interesting matchup. I've seen a lot of, I've seen this go either way. I, I'm going to pick Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Florida pulling the upset here, but I'm, I'm still going to pick Nevada. I have Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, just something tells me just go with, go with the upset here at 10 to seven. Um, it's, I don't know. I have a hard time going with these smaller conference games. Um, but Nevada's shooting, making 46% of their shots. You know, it's it's hard to compete with that. And they're hitting 35% of their three points, three pointers for the season. You know, they, they got some players. Caleb Martin, 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. You know, Jazz Johnson. They they, they got some players. Um, I, I This one I went back and forth with. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with my guns there and just go with Florida. Plus, I think the the money the betting lines were pretty good on that one. I think that's part of why I did that too. Right. I did put some money on some of these games. Okay. Put a little, little cheese. Yeah, you know, small twenty. A little bit of cheese. Fifteen twenty dollar bets. Okay. You know, make 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 a hundred fifty back. You know, something small like that. Got it. Okay. Well, it 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 could happen again. It's it's going either way, and I don't think it's going to matter uh, because the net, whoever wins is going to face Michigan. And yeah. uh, I just don't see either of those teams beating Michigan. So there's no no shame in taking the upset there. I think it's a it's a fine bet. There's not a lot raining on that. No. Yeah. So Michigan is a good team. I, I guess that means we both have Michigan beating Montana. Yes, definitely. Montana has a basketball team. That's that's strange. I, didn't, I just found that yeah, out. And it's probably a whole bunch of like six, seven white guys. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll stay down in that part of the bracket. Michigan, um, I have Buffalo beating Texas Tech. I, I and I've got Michigan beating uh, Nevada. So uh, you 
obviously are not on the Buffalo train as much as I am. I'm riding I Buffalo, took Texas man. Tech Look, like, over Buffalo. Buffalo needs something. Okay, they they lost out on Antonio Brown. They need something to keep their spirits high in in Buffalo. So I'm I'm with you, Buffalo. If anyone's listening from Buffalo, if you can hear me, I'm with you all the way to the Sweet 16, triumphantly beating Texas Tech. But Javi is not with you. Javi does not believe in you. <laughs> Uh, clearly. I live I live in Texas, and everything you all you see is Texas, Texas Tech, Texas A and M. So I get a lot of Texas Tech games. You so homer. I'm, I'm, no, I I don't like anything about Texas except homer. for the barbecue. To be honest <laughs> with you, um, Cowboys suck. Right. The Texans suck. Yeah. Astros stink. Okay. Rangers stink. I'm I'm good. I don't right. like well, anything. Well, making Texas the homer except pick. For the buff, except trying for to endear himself to the <laughs> Texas. Population. Oh, and the speed limit's eighty. So I guess those two things are really good. <laughs> but uh, so. He's got Texas Tech moving on. I've got Buffalo moving on to face Michigan. Listen, the the AB thing didn't go through. There's nothing to believe in Buffalo. Well, it's all yeah. right. Jim Kelly I, went to four Super Bowls and they didn't win nothing. It's it's I, all right. I believe it exists. I believe the city of <laughs> Buffalo exists. Uh, you may not, but who knows? Uh, and and then we've <laughs> and we've got uh, Nevada and Michigan. I, I think we're both going to go Michigan on that one. Yeah, I have Michigan beat Gonzaga. Yep, we got Michigan there. Okay, so we've got our uh, Sweet 16 matchups in the West: Gonzaga, Florida State, Buffalo, and Michigan. Uh, I'm picking the upset. I'm, I'm picking Florida State over Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Okay. Uh, I I think that Gonzaga is going to be. They've they have not faced a defense quite like Florida State. They're they've got long athletes like we've been saying. Uh, they're just gonna give those guys fits, and you know Gonzaga's a really good team, but I, I just think they're they're not quite prepared to go up against that. And Florida State's just a well-rounded team, so I, I think Florida State's uh, got a good matchup there. Yeah, I actually i uh, I had Murray State versus Gonzaga, and then Gonzaga making it to the uh, Elite Eight. Um, okay, yeah, and that's yeah, part I, of my, I, I my think... bias on the Murray State thing because of job, right. so. I mean, and that's fine. I think Gonzaga gets Murray State. I think obviously Gonzaga is uh, is the pick there. I just think Florida State. It's a matchup thing. Gonzaga is yeah. a better team than Florida State, but I think Florida State just matches up really well with them, and and that's a matter of it. So you've got Gonzaga. I've got Florida State. Uh, you, are you giving Buffalo any chance against Michigan if that's the pick, or are you taking Texas Tech? What is your um? So I have I have Texas Tech versus Michigan, but then I still have Michigan making it to the Elite Eight. Okay. So Michigan. I do. T- is I do too. I think that's where Buffalo's run ends as a as a six seed. I think they don't get past the uh, Sweet Sixteen. So I've got Florida State and Michigan. You've got Gonzaga and Michigan. Who do you have yep. going to the Final Four? Michigan. Okay. Yeah. I'm I do too. There. I but I have them against. Stops. Yeah, I have them against Florida State. If. If that matchup happens again, I still think Florida State has a has a fighting chance. I mean, Florida State played Duke pretty well, I think, mm-hmm. in the ACC tournament. So I, I think they if they can go match up against Duke, they can beat a lot of people. So yeah. I, I would give that that would probably be the most intriguing Elite Eight matchup if that happens. Florida State and Michigan on it my would be a good game, but I'm really still going to pick Michigan. So. On the left side of the bracket, you and I, I think we, we took different routes to get there, but I think we both have Duke and Michigan in the yeah. Final Four in uh, in Minneapolis. So let's Correct. switch it over to the other side. 
real quick, whose idea was to put this in Minneapolis? Uh, someone stupid. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I get it. They have the really nice stadium, but isn't it still? Is it going to be at the at the the Viking Stadium or is it yeah. going to be? Okay. Yeah, it's at oh. US Bank. Okay, so I, never it, been, but it's a good yeah, it's a good stadium, and it was definitely uh, a, it worked well for the Super Bowl. So I guess you know that's that's how it goes. But as far as whose idea it was, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, in the southern bracket, we've got Virginia and Weber. I believe it's Weber. I don't really care, but um, I don't think if there's a lock in this entire, you know, if you, if you don't want to call Duke over North Dakota a lock, I, I would have to say Virginia's a lock because I don't think they're going to come at it with everything. They're not going to go two years in a row losing to a 16. No, they can't. No <laughs> they're going to come at it. If they, if, if, if you just chalk it up last year to just under, um, under estimating UMBC, then uh, I don't think they're going to do that again. So uh, look for this one to be a blowout just for the sake of being a blowout and uh, Virginia moving on. Yeah, Virginia has been really good. 16-2 and conference play, 29-3 and overall, 15-1 mm-hmm. at home, 10-1 and away. They, they, yeah, they mm-hmm. are a very, very good team. They should yeah. handle Weber pretty easily. So, yeah, I got Virginia. Okay. Uh, moving down here, who we got? We've got Oklahoma and uh, Ole Miss. It's a tough. Uh, I think that's an interesting matchup at the eight nine. Um, I don't know who you got, man. Who you got on this one? I'm gonna take Oklahoma just par- partially because I've I was there for seven years. Um, okay. Oklahoma's they've had a really good basketball program the last five or six years. They've gone. They've been pretty consistent, putting guys in the league. Buddy Heald, he's starting to turn it around. Oklahoma's yeah. got some players and Trey Young. So yeah, they should beat Old Miss. They should. They would okay. be. It'd be a pretty close game, I would assume. Um, yeah. Junior, um, so again, I feel like this is the theme in this entire uh, tournament is defense. A, a lot of teams are being touted for their defense. Uh, Oklahoma had the second worst offense in the Big Twelve, uh, but they did have a really good defense, and they they had they won against Kansas, Wilford, Florida. Uh, their leading score was Christian James at fourteen point four points per game. So. I think that's enough to get him past the first round. I don't really know what uh, um, Ole Miss really has to come out with that, but I'm not. I, I I can't say I'm an Oklahoma believer in the tournament as a nine. I just don't think, Mm-mm. especially if they're going to go and play Virginia, they just they're not going to have enough offense to get past that team, no matter how, yeah. how good your defense is. But I, yeah, I'll take o- Oklahoma Virginia. too in that in that one. Next one is another upset alert. We got uh, Wisconsin and Oregon with uh, Bull Bull. Up there, the uh, the the shorter son of Manute Bull, I believe. Yeah. Uh, are you calling upset or are you uh, taking chalk? I'm gonna take chalk. I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin, they got the pedigree. They've been here before. They consistently make, you know, Sweet Sixteen appearances. Um, they should at least make the Sweet Sixteen mm-hmm. uh, in this tournament. Um, Wisconsin basketball—it's always good basketball and Big Ten. We talked about it earlier. They've they had one of the toughest um, conferences in basketball, so I think mm-hmm. they should be able to beat Oregon. Oregon is pretty good, though. Um, they were. I, I had a hard time picking this game, but I'm gonna yeah, go with five on this one. They're they're a hot team. They're they're on a roll, which is could play a big factor in there. They've got some talent on the team. 
Um, Wisconsin, I'm a little bit a believer in Wisconsin. You've got Ethan Happ, who who withdrew from the NBA draft last season. It's, uh, you know, he might be able to handle that. Um, Oregon plays good interior defense, so that might neutralize him a little bit, but I, I still think this is a better team. Um, I could see the upset going, but I have Wisconsin, you know, it, it's a tough one. I, I, I do have Wisconsin advancing pretty far, so um, yeah. I, I got to take Wisconsin in this one. Yeah, I mean Wisconsin. They were fourteen and six in conference play, uh, twenty three and ten. Mm-hmm. They, they they should be able to take this game against Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. Pac twelve has been up and down these last couple of years in their basketball conference, basketball tournaments, or just their conference in general. Yeah, in basketball. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna take Wisconsin on this one. Okay. Uh, K State and UC Irvine, the ant eaters. Are they going <laughs> to be the wildcat eaters in this uh, in this potential upset matchup? No, I'm going Kansas State. <laughs> okay, we're we're pretty chalk so far. Yeah, in uh, in this uh, except for Oklahoma, we're going out on the limb with the nine uh, in the South here. So if you're going to say K State, I'll take K State. I don't think there's any Wildcat eating today. Um, no, not today. Villanova and SMC. What are we? Uh, St. Mary's. I think we're going. I think we're both probably going to go Villanova here. That's the homer pick for the both yeah, of us. I yeah. wouldn't, uh, if you want to be, either way, they're going to end up facing Purdue in, yeah, uh, in the next round. So year. I don't think either team is going to, I mean, it's hard to be. That, last year was probably one of the most dominant Ooh. runs I've seen by a team in uh, in the tournament. And I don't think you can really duplicate that. So I think they got enough to get past St. Mary's, but uh, that's that's probably about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised at an upset there, um, but we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, then we got Purdue, Old Dominion. I I still I'm still taking chalk all the way here. Yeah. Um, Purdue is probably they were probably the second best team in the Big Ten, uh, next to Michigan State. So and and I think yeah. they gave Michigan a, a pretty good run for their money there. So that's they're in that I, top five of the, for the entire. For the NCAA, so I mean, yeah. I think they're a top five team. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think they could make a, a pretty deep run. Uh, Cincinnati, Iowa. This seems like an interesting matchup to me. Um, I took Iowa. Okay, you're taking the um, upset. Yeah, I'm gonna take the upset at the, at the seven and ten. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they've they've beaten. So. This is a team that's beaten Oregon, Iowa State, and Michigan. Yep. Uh. You know that's it. There, yeah, I, I I could see it happening. I, I I took Cincinnati, but I I could see Iowa being the pick here. Again, it's it doesn't matter because the next one is going to face Tennessee. Yeah, because I don't think there's any way Tennessee loses to Colgate. Tennessee might be if if Purdue is top five, Tennessee is probably top four. Like if you want to go Duke, you know North UNC Carolina. or Duke, yeah Duke, North Carolina, Gonzaga. Tennessee Purdue I don't yeah. think that's a bad uh that's a bad top five but it's always these um, Ivy League but, schools that pull some cra- crazy shit out so you know but I I mean we're probably on the same they're gonna go after the knee they're, so. they're gonna go after the knees I think <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've got Tennessee Iowa I, I had Cincinnati but but you'll take Iowa on that one I, you know what I might change it I, I think I think you convinced me I'm gonna go Iowa you got time I, I got time. I can still I can still lock it in, but um yeah, we're going. Oh look at that! Yay! Um, 
So we're going Iowa over uh, Iowa and Tennessee. I, I don't think any either of us expect Tennessee to to lose that one either. Mm-mm, no, no. And then uh, Purdue over Villanova. So we both got in the Sweet Sixteen. We both got Purdue and Tennessee. I think that's another interesting matchup that goes to the same as as probably uh, Florida State and Gonzaga. Yeah. So I think this is going to be an interesting Sweet Sixteen. The way that these brackets are are coming out. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, I, I I've got Wisconsin over K State. Same. Um, going against Virginia. Yep. In uh, in the Sweet Sixteen, and I've got Wisconsin pulling the upset. On yeah, that. we're on so, we're on we're on board there too. I, I got yeah. Wisconsin pulling the upset. Yeah, so I got Wisconsin going to the Elite Eight, and I've got them going against Tennessee. I think that's I think it's going to be a good a good game, Purdue and Tennessee. I just think Tennessee's too talented. Yeah. Same. Uh, so I have Wisconsin, got, Tennessee too. Yeah, I mean they've got Admiral Akbar. What's his name? <laughs> Admiral something. Yeah, Admiral. <laughs> Admiral Schofield. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna call him Admiral Akbar because uh, I can, and no one can stop me. But I've got uh, yeah, I've got Tennessee, Wisconsin in the Elite Eight. I've got Tennessee coming out. Uh, same. I have Tennessee coming right. out of there as well. Tennessee, for the final four. Tennessee over Wisconsin. All right, so that's it for the Southern District. Uh, we've got the Midwest, UNC. Obviously, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think UNC is going to lose that one. No use in spending a lot of time. Washington and Utah State. I'm a, I, I like Utah State. I think they're playing really well right now. Um, they've just got a good team. I, I think they take care of Washington. In an eight, if for an 8-9 matchup, I, I think that's as about as much of a lock as I can find in any of the 8-9s. Yeah, I have Utah State as well. Um, mm-hmm. Washington, they had a little bit of a run late, and I, I had a, I had thoughts about taking them in this pick, but I, I just went with Utah State just based on all the information I had gathered. So, um, yeah. I mean, UNC Sam, Sam Merrill, twenty one point two points per game. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a good that that'll carry you to at least one win <laughs> for college basketball. It's a lot of that's for a college lot of basketball. It's a lot player. of points per game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, other people. I'm not the only one who believes in it there's a few people calling them the sleeper pick uh i don't know if i'm that uh um that much of a believer i don't know if i'm a buffalo believer in utah but i think they can get at least one uh one win out of there yeah i mean they did they they didn't go 28 and 6 for no reason you know no 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 no, no. 15 and 3 in conference play so i mean they they're what 13 and 3 outside the conference so Mm -hmm. um they can handle their own utah state that should be that should be good. I think that would be a really good. It's gonna be a good game. That one. Um, when do they play? That's the best part. Uh, let's see here. They play tomorrow at six. Six o'clock. So. Mm-hmm. That'll work. Yeah, Utah State mm-hmm. versus North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, next one, Auburn, and the Aggies. Are going up. A couple of interesting stats I saw on this: the the Aggies are making fifty six point five percent of their shots um, from inside the arc, uh, wow. but no player is averaging more than eleven point three points per game. So they are a balanced team. Uh, I, I they have a little more depth, I guess. This this is another one that people are calling the upset. I, I would pick it because again, it's there's nothing. They're going against Kansas the next round. Yeah, um, doesn't really matter. So I, you know, you can pick the upset if you really want to, if you want to work backwards from there. But um, 
yeah, I, I, I would think Auburn would take care of business on this, but they're another team that's kind of been a little iffy coming into it. Let me see what we got here on the old Espen. Yeah, Auburn. I mean, with, with New Mexico State, yeah. you said no one, no one averaging over eleven. That's it's a lot of it's a lot of ball movement, ball distribution. Um, yeah. But their assists are all they're really really down. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't seen too much New Mexico State basketball, but I'm going to take New Mexico State in this game mm-hmm. as well I, over Auburn. Yeah, New Mexico State. I, I'm still going to go Auburn. Um, they cause turnovers, and yeah. Bryce Brown's a 40% shooter from three. So that I think that's a good formula. The, the two biggest things, star power, turnovers, and, and defense, are the biggest themes of, of I guess, any NCAA tournament. But I, if you when you're the team that's causing the most turnovers in uh, – all of college basketball, I think that is something that's going to help you uh, in 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 the tournament. So I'll 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 go with Auburn. I'll be a believer. Uh, uh, I'm not going to pick that upset, but again, I don't think it matters because it's going against Charles, KU. Yeah, Charles Barkley's alma mater. Well, that's clearly why I'm doing it. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, good right. old Charles. <laughs> uh, so KU, we, I've got them over uh, Northeastern. Same. Yeah, I don't think that one's that hard. Iowa State OSU. I know nothing Iowa about State. either of these two teams, so I, I don't really know. I'll just go. I'm just gonna go Iowa State because I hate Ohio State. That's fair. And and clearly, uh, my not picking them impacts them in some way. They're very mad about it. So, um, you know, I'm gonna think that. So I'm gonna go Iowa State for purely uh, Homer reasons. As a, as a Penn Stater, so. Yeah, I yeah. took Iowa State as well. <laughs> Iowa State's been a sleeper pick, and from everything I've read on them to make a run um, to the Sweet 16. So I, I'm, I'm going to roll Iowa State there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Houston, Georgia State. Now, in the bracket I'm looking at, Georgia State is listed as GAST. G-A-S-T. <laughs> that is the weirdest abbreviation I've ever seen. I'm picking Houston just for that. That's... <laughs> I'm I'm picking this bracket like <laughs> like the person in your office that knows nothing about college basketball, but you invite them into your your bracket because you need a few more people, and they end up winning um, it all. And they end up winning it. So I'm picking it like that. That's how I'm doing the Midwest on, on that. I I don't know a lot about any of these teams because I don't know anything about the Midwest. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm treating Houston the way I'm treating Texas Tech. Uh, I live here. You hear a lot about Houston. Oh, I'm on the um, Houston train too. I don't. So I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to ride with Houston there. Um, I'm all in. Houston versus Iowa State will be a really good matchup, um, both from offensive and defensive side of the ball. It's, it's, mm-hmm. That one should be a really good matchup. That would probably be the late night game if I were the one controlling mm-hmm. the uh, the TV networks and things like that. That's just a, that would be an interesting game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I, I'm on. I'm on the Houston train too. I, I've got them going pretty far, so um, I, I think we're we're in agreement there. Uh, Wofford, Wofford, and <laughs> and uh, Seton Hall. I'm going Terriers just because. I mean, that's adorable. Look at their logo. It's just an adorable little puppy just growling. You look so mean, <laughs> but I'm not scared of you at all. So I'm going. I'm picking the adorable factor in that one. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm no, I took Walford as well. I'm picking I, uh, the puppies. I don't think it mattered because the next team they're going to play is Kentucky. So Yeah. Kentucky, ACU. Who's ACU? I don't even know. 
They're real college. They are A- real Abilene college. Christian Wildcats. Oh, they got no chance. Yeah. Unless they got like a nun there to uh to support them. What was that school that did that a couple years ago? I don't know. Um who cares? So we're moving on. <clears throat> Round of thirty two. I've got Ken- I've got Kentucky. Uh, beating the puppies. I'm very upset about that one, but I don't think Calipari is going to lose to um, puppy dogs. No. So, uh, yeah, I, there's just no happen. Houston, we're both on the Houston train, are we not? So uh, this I, one, I, I, I took Iowa State to beat Houston. Oh, you did? Okay. I got yeah. Houston going. I got them keeping going. So, Houston, I think, is going to uh, keep it rolling against Iowa State. Could be interesting. Again, it's not one of those things I'm going to really be too surprised about uh i always got some scores yeah um you know that could go but houston i think what was i reading about them yeah they were a consistent team and 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 consistency was always good you don't want a lot of up and down teams especially when you go in here they they swept cincinnati um cory davis jr 16 points per game almost 17 armani brooks 13 they've got some scores as well so um they beat LSU, beat Utah State, beat Oregon. Um, that's that's a pretty good resume in this yeah. uh, in this particular conference. So I'm I'm sticking Houston all the way. Um, Auburn, KU. You don't have Auburn in there. I you had uh, the Aggies. I still yeah. think Kansas is getting it done. Yeah, against them. Obviously, I think US UNC. I I think for a one eight matchup, I think UNC Utah is going to be interesting as well. Yeah, that, that should be, be really good. You I think just that's, a, yeah, they're just a better team. You know, they they yeah. they push even even with full health. Do get full health, they push them to the brink. Um, oh yeah, they just they're just I, a better I, constructed I, team. Right. I still think um, it's one of those. If you're if you're Utah State, you got nothing to lose. You know, that's the tough thing about being a one seed is you're going to get everybody's best. Yeah. Especially in the first few rounds, because these guys, you know, they're all just happy to be there. Yeah. At some point, they're not pushing for the championship. They have no expectations, so they're just going to leave it all out there. Especially in these teams, usually tend to be. I don't know Utah State's makeup, but they tend to be teams that have a lot of seniors that are knowing, like, hey, this could be my last game. I'm leaving it all out there. Yeah. So it's um, again, I feel like that's one where UNC is vulnerable a little bit. Um, yeah, they're maybe not. They're a little not more careful against Kansas. They got a tough run. UNC. Of anybody, UNC and Gonzaga probably have the toughest road of any of the one seeds. Yeah. Um, Virginia, possibly, uh, once you get to Tennessee uh, and Wisconsin. But, um, I mean, if you're UNC, once you get round of 32, you're probably going to have Utah State. Then you're going to go face KU. Then you're going to face either Houston or Kentucky. I mean, that's just... Or Iowa State. Or Iowa State. Yeah. You got Iowa State beating Kentucky? Yeah. Iowa mm-hmm. State over Calipari. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Ride. You're gonna ride the six, the six seed in that bracket. I'm riding the six seed with Buffalo. Yeah. In in the uh, in the West here. So we'll see who's number six seed uh, does <laughs> the best out of that. So you've got yours going all the way to this the Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Yeah. I have Iowa State. Like, to okay. Elite eight. I have. I have. My, mine's only going to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. So Iowa, UNC. You're taking UNC over Kansas. Uh yeah yeah or, or yeah. you have you have New Mexico State pulling that upset as well no definitely not no okay. I got UNC okay. over Kansas yeah I mean statistically you and I are doing very poor things because we don't have any of these higher seeds making deep deep runs like usually I forget what it was but it was 
in at least 60% of the last like 15 or whatever tournaments, a 10 seater higher has gone to the Sweet 16. I don't think you and I are getting anywhere close to that. We have a couple of six seats making a run, but yeah, um, I think we're doing that. So statistically, or, or I guess uh, going against the grain, probability wise, we're we're going, we're playing it safe. Let's just say that neither of us really has, you know, screw it, get Murray State. Yeah, you got Murray. You have Murray State going yeah. also to the to the Sweet Sixteen. So you're you're taking that that uh, leap more than I am. But again, that's matchup. That's a matchup thing for FSU. So, all right. So you've got Iowa State UNC in the Elite Eight. I've got Houston UNC. I still have UNC pulling that one out. Same. I have UNC pulling that out. Okay. So I think we wound up with the same Final Four in very different ways. I've got Duke, Michigan, and then I've got Tennessee, North Carolina. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So who we got? Who we got going to the big dance? My two are going to be Duke and Tennessee. I think Tennessee pulls it out against North Carolina. Ah. ah. See, I'm, I pick Duke to win it every year because my dad went to Duke. So, you know, I, <laughs> I don't – Every single, I'm I'm bound to be right once every like six or seven years. So, um, I got Duke, and I've got UNC just because I desperately want to see that in a national championship. It's never happened. Duke and North Carolina. I don't think they've ever met in the tournament uh, before. I believe I saw that somewhere, but they've uh, definitely never met in the national championship. I really want to see Duke UNC in the national championship. So I'm picking that purely out of my own uh, greed. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> seeing a Duke North Carolina title game wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah. That'd be the fourth time they play this year. You know, they can mm-hmm. Duke can yeah. get some yeah. redemption for those two losses early in the season. Um, oh, 100 percent. Hopefully Zion's shoe doesn't break and he finish the game. Um, I think he needs he needs to like duct tape those shoes. Is is all I'm I'm saying. So I've got Duke support. North Carolina. You've got Duke Tennessee. I think we're both going to pick the same winner either way. Yeah, I got Duke. I got Duke coming out of it. I've got him 73-62 is the the silly tiebreaker score because that's how good of a a weather predictor I am that I can predict (laughs) the score of a game that hypothetically hasn't happened yet. But that's what I've got it at. I I have it happening pretty handedly, I think. Yeah, Um, I went 84-80. Duke. You got a high-scoring game. Yeah, the last couple of title games have been high scoring. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those everyone's going for broke in that title game. So, right. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're both uh, the, the three takes podcast is going to lock in Duke as our national champion. Um, you putting any putting any cheddar on this anywhere, Javi? I put some any, money on Murray State. I'm actually okay. right now in the middle of putting some money on the. Um, where is it at? I just had it up. The New Mexico State Auburn game, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna do some money on Oklahoma. Okay. And I think that's about it. I don't. I don't really want to spend too much. Maybe Iowa State. Yeah. I may. I may. Maybe Iowa State. Look at that one. Yeah. These yeah, betting I'm lines putting... are pretty crazy. Okay. You know, five and a half points, three and a half. The North Carolina Iona one is the biggest. I think. Um, it's a lot of entertainment. It's the biggest line is minus twenty two and a half. That's a lot of points. Man, uh, what matchup is that? That's the North Carolina Iona. Oh jeez. Twenty two and a half. Twenty two and a half. That's I a don't lot think of I've points. Ever seen that? Yeah. That's, That's the biggest a lot one. Of well, no, Virginia. So all so all Iona has to do to cover is 
lose by 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted no, the coach that's... saying that in the beginning of the game. Like, guys, you can make people a lot of money if we just lose by 20. And then, and actually, I'm sorry, the biggest <laughs> one is uh, Gonzaga, 28. Oh, my God. That's a holy, yeah. <laughs> these these betting lines are pretty crazy. I, I say, use my bookie. The... Man. Yeah, minus 28 against how do you Fair, not take, Fair how Dickinson. How do you not take the cover on that? That's... Like, you can't even bet the money line on this one. It's uh, No? Oh, no. Man. <laughs> Win, lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. There's a lot of them you can't bet the money line on. But the closer okay. games like Iowa, Cincinnati, Colgate, Tennessee. I don't know why Colgate and Tennessee is so close. But it's plus 1285 with Colgate if they pull that out. I may put some action on that. Okay. That's, that's some really good odds. But put I don't some think serious cream cheese on there? Yeah. The Philadelphia cream cheese. Not the not the cheap kind. No, you can't buy the cheap kind. You gotta the High quality cream Philadelphia cream cheese on that one. Well, I, I, last I, thing. I think... No, I guess what last thing I wanted to say was Ichiro's retiring. How do we feel? Oh, uh, yeah. Ichiro, yeah, he just kind of surprise announced it at the end of the uh, the, the Tokyo games. Uh, he He's one of the most iconic players in the game that has ever been. I mean, he oh, just yeah. represents everything he represents of just all of the Japanese players coming over. So anybody that may have come before him or will come after him, it's always going to be compared to him. You know, if yeah. you want to, if you want to make him the MJ of Japanese baseball, um, you know that's that is what it is. He kept it going until he was forty-five this year. Yeah, he should have stopped at thirty-eight. Started out, he, you know, it's not that he's done much of anything, but uh, I, you know, if you count, which they should, I mean, he he may end up being the next, the second unanimous, um, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That's going in. I don't know how anybody in their right mind could not make this guy a Hall of Famer. You could make him a Hall of a, a, a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer based on his major league record alone. If you count everything that he did in Japan before this, which I absolutely think you should. Yeah. He's one of the best hitters ever. Top, ever. If you want to put him up there with Ted Williams, Pete Rose, Ichiro. Yeah. Ar- argue over who was the best out of those three. You could make an argument for all three of them. He's he's got a three eleven batting average for his career. Like yeah, come on. He only struck out a thousand seventy nine times in his career. Yeah, he guys just, strike out two hundred times a season now. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it's. Yeah, I, I I wonder if he I can pull up his his stats. Yeah, I have him here. Uh, from, uh, well, no, I might mean from from Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. three thousand eighty nine hits, one hundred and seventeen home runs. So he he clearly wasn't hitting for power. Was not swinging for the fences, but a, uh, this this guy was as as sure of a leadoff hitter as there ever was. Um, it's just uh, it's amazing what he was able to do. Uh, Three fifty five on base percentage, seven fifty seven OPS. I mean that's uh, for insane. the type of hitter he was to have a seven fifty seven OPS is is pretty darn good. Yeah, five hundred stolen bases, seven hundred eighty RBI. Like you just put those together, and and some players you know, can put a hall of, you, if you just pick any random two statistics and if you said that was the best ones that he's got, you know, as far as either average or hits or stolen bases, anything like that. Like there's not many people that have this uh, level of, of stats across the board. Production is just crazy. You know, yeah. If you just, if you take out home runs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. he had his, I mean, he had his breakout year. 
in uh, 05 yeah. with 15 homers. <laughs> Woo! Smoking it that year, but uh, he, he's just, he's iconic. And there's a lot of players, Japanese or American, I don't care where you're from, that just should be modeling their game after this guy. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't get talked about because he, you know, is non, he was not an English speaker. I still don't think his English is very good. No. Um, you know, uh, but it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's iconic. And it's, uh, you know, like you said, he probably should have hung it up a few years ago, just based on production and, and talent. But, uh, last year he had, he hit two Oh five with nine hits, you know, he had a negative retired. war. He, yeah. What do you, yeah, he's just, he's being around just to be Ichiro 45 years old. Hey, if I can, somebody's still willing to pay me to play basketball, baseball at 45, I'm playing. All right, he's the Brett Favre of, of baseball, but um, it's there's not going to be another one like him. Let's the Phillies, the Phillies had um, I, it, it, the name escapes me. The pitcher he pitched till he was like forty five. Oh, Jamie Moore. Yeah, Moyer pitched oh, yeah. forever too. Oh yeah, so he was. Some of these guys, 40... if they can still do it, they'll go do it. But he's yeah, I think he was almost fifty by the time he hung it up. So, um, yeah, there's there's certainly, um players that have played the same length of it as him let's i mean when jamie moyer started you and i were one yeah we weren't very <laughs> we were we were one year old we didn't know what baseball was no when uh, jamie moyer first started he hung it up at 49 years old pitched with yeah. philly till he was four he was 45 when philly won the world series played a couple more years and uh skipped 2011 came back and pitched a couple of games with uh, colorado at 49 that's insane um, Pitched ten games that year with a five point seven ERA, but which is still pretty good for forty nine years old. <laughs> um, you know, throwing it out there. So yeah, some of these players that just they stay around for a while. That's it's really cool for them. Ichiro deserves every bit of um, awards that he gets. You know, leaving leaving the game and, and every bit of accolades that he has. So uh, it'll be he'll be missed. Yeah, the old Ichiro will be missed. Definitely. Um... He's probably the best Japanese player to ever to ever come to the majors. Um, oh, easily, the only other guy that comes to mind is Hideki Matsui, but no, he no, re- he, he he was done early. With that. Get I said here. I said comes to mind. He, that's the only one. <laughs> nope, um, Young Young Kim, which I think was Korean, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hideki Arabu no. and Matsui. Uh, Hideki Arabu. Yeah. No, yeah, Ichiro's got it. He's the Jordan of of Japanese baseball. He's got to be. Oh yeah. Unless Otani does something crazy, but I, I'm I'm well, gonna, that's yet to be seen. I'm gonna go with uh, Ichiro as the goat for Japanese baseball. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Hideo Nomo. Yeah. R- with his crazy windup. Yeah. His crazy windup. Mm-hmm. I remember that back in the day. Um, but yeah, that's I just wanted to touch on that. That that covers everything. Um, as well we should i think next week will be our baseball roundup uh heading into opening day uh so we'll uh we'll we'll talk a lot of baseball next week uh but this was our college basketball day and now a little bit later we're gonna get started with these games so should be fun hobby we'll see you we'll see you on the other side yes sir all right strikes you out current sports topic what my boys are about Harper or Machado Prescott or Wentz all up for the discussion with Vega and Lentz wins and losses misses and makes 
Sport love is getting fixed right here on Three Takes. You're listening to the Three Takes Podcast with Scott Lentz and Javier Vega.